So uh, back at Denny's grand opening night, you find yourself surrounded by sounds of merriment and the smells of whiskey and roasted meat. A scene that stands in stark contrast to the dreary surroundings outside. The night is going well for Denny, very well so far. A contented smile spreads across the odd goblin's face. He says, boy, this is just, uh, this is great. This is going great. There's only been like one fight. It was pretty small. Are there any other groups? Uh, so now that I have some information about the groups I need to sway, are there any groups that, or any members of those two groups in Denny's tonight for the opening that appear to be important or of some um, some circumstance in those groups? Why don't you make a, make a perception check for me? <clears throat> Starting to get a little busier in the bar. People are kind of enjoying themselves. I think the three groups would be Werewolves, Cougars Rock, and uh, Whitehaven. That I'd be most interested in. Oh, boy. Not good. That's a that one. <laughs> oh, Starting no. off with a that one. <laughs> That's a good start. Uh, to you, it seems that everyone's all on the same page. People are having a good time. Uh, I try to contribute to their merriment. Just start shredding. Sweet. On the harp? Bass harp. Bass harp. Nice. Uh, Nib whips out a, uh, she has a little flute that she starts playing alongside you. I think she's still like captivated by you, right? How long does that last? Yeah, it's, uh, and she doesn't, no one will know that I tried to do it and it lasts uh, one hour. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been it's been probably fifteen minutes. You see that she has a little she has a little goldfinch, a pet goldfinch on her shoulder, that kind of chirps along while she plays her flute. Is the goldfish sentient? Nope, it's just a gold. It's a gold finch. Okay. Not a not a okay. goldfish. I don't know. If, I don't know what came across there. It's a nice bird. It reminds me of, like home. Where there were like animals that would like live with um, my people, mm. and so I'm like imp impressed by another person that appears to like have an out of the ordinary pet that yeah. they. Um, so I'm like kind of I'm surprised by that. I'm impressed, and I try to actually. Uh, look around to see if other people have similar like are there other people with pets or is she like the only one that uh, like, yeah. has like this she seems to be the only person uh there's probably somebody like with a dog okay hanging out at a table so denny's is one of those like hipster places that have catered to Definitely. people bringing their pets yeah okay. denny's trying to be as as inoffensive as possible with his design, his his business model. Signs say like furry friends welcome or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. There's a little dish with water in it at the at the door. <laughs> I just walk up to, uh, nib or nip? Nib? Nib. Nib. Uh I like your bird, nib. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, his name is Lil. L Lil? Well, yep, because he's a, he's a little bird. 
How long have you had Lil? I've had, oh, this one I've had, I don't know, like a few months. Are you in the, are you in the birds? Do <laughs> <laughs> you come here often? Yeah, I'm into, I'm into all sorts of animals. I'm actually, I'm, a, I'm actually a druid, so it's kind of easy for me. Oh, that's cool. And you're pretty good at the flute. Oh, thanks. So what's going, what's going on in this area? Like, I mean, Denny's hasn't been open very long, right? Yeah, as far as I can remember, this is like the first time we've all kind of had a joyous evening in a while. It was looking kind of bleak there. Can I ask a pair of questions? Of Does Danny's, uh, just of, of the DM. Okay. Does Denny's, well, one of the DM. Does Denny and then one of Nib. Uh, does Denny have a, uh, is it an inn as well, or is it just like a bar? Yeah, it's both. Okay. Is there some sort of like meeting room at the inn? Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's like a room closet, right? I don't know if there's like a designated conference room. Is that what you're asking? Okay. Yes. Is there okay. like a large gathering space to hold a, a meeting of the minds? At business conferences. A new, is, is Denny's a business conference? <laughs> Locale. Yeah. I think, I think in the future, he'll certainly go. He'll, he'll have a direction if, if you bring it up to him. All right. For now, it's a, it's a, it's a bar and a bar and grill downstairs and then with some rooms upstairs. Did Nib mention that the two, basically my question, I guess, first is, does Bizell, has Bizell learned from Nib or someone, I guess she would have known from the story. So Bizell then just as Snib, uh, as a druid, um, you know, can you give me any like tips or tricks on, uh, I'm gonna call them the ice hawks and the fire rats. Like I, they seem to be kind of the dominant creatures in the area. Is there like, what can you tell me about them? Yeah, she corrects you. She says, yeah, uh, frost beaks and blazers. Those are what the people have kind of taken calling them. I guess you can call them whatever you want. Frost what? Frost beaks. Beak. Beaks and blazers. Yeah. Blazers. All right. yep. like, got yep. it? Like the Portland Trailblazers? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Those dirty rats. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to know about them? Uh, just from a druid perspective, mm. what can she tell me? So like, at some point, there's the chance that I would try to ride or use one of these creatures. Mm -hmm. And it might be nice to have a druid tell me, like, hey, a hippogriff, if you don't fucking bow to it, is going to tear your head off. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're very proud. Frostbeaks are not necessarily blazers and independent. They have, I guess, in terms of like, if you want to impress one of them, they have, uh, there's a favorite, uh, like, a, like a silver pitcher plant that they really like to drink from that's around here in, in, in the area, in, the, in the, the swamp forest area. Okay. Uh, Bazell gets an idea that she's going to relate to the group later. If we can, she remembers that uh, it's of great import if you can, like, train a frost beak and, and ride one. And so one way to get in with, I believe, the Cougar Rock Enclave would be to 
train and ride a frost beak and or if we trained and rode frost beaks and arrived on frost beaks using this plant uh, watering technique to introduce ourselves to them, we could start with a fair amount of respect and clout with the Cougar Rock Enclave, which may um, make it easier for us to have social graces in order to try to enact our plan from last time, which is to get the groups together to storm back to the White Spire. So that might be a good place for us to start. Yeah, she mentions that she's seen, she's heard people saying there's more activity these days by the uh, Holy Rock on the map. That's that, that icy plateau. Um, okay. People just noticed more, more of the frost beaks kind of hovering in that area. Some of them have with riders, some not. Uh, one last thing she'll tell you is that the frost beaks tend to choose that's kind of what she's getting at with them being prideful. They tend to choose their riders. I think that was something that one of you decided during the, the story. Bazell looks at Nib and just asks, and what about the Blazers? And then gives a sidelong glance at Quill. <laughs> she clocks you and is like, what, what, was that, what was that look about? Oh, don't, don't worry about that. Just, it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the Blazers, um, I, I don't know as much about them. They kind of, they were, so they existed in the wild before the people of Whitehaven discovered them. And then they realized that they, they could breed them and specifically breed for size. Um, so they've been breeding them up to, I think they're like almost the size of a horse now. So you could ride them. They're, from, from what I understand, they're pretty playful. They like to engage in sport, which is, which is good. That kind of aligns them with the Whitehaven folks. They have a tendency to burn shit down. Accidentally. What kind of sport do they play? Oh, you know, they just like wrestle, just kind of play fight. Yeah. So I have heard that they were thinking of getting like a like a racing, like a where they could gamble on a blazer racing. So there's that too. That's that's in the pipeline, I think. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jacked to fucking race a fire breathing rat. God damn it. <laughs> so uh Quill picks up on the social cue from Bazell and goes, I also like your bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I haven't met anybody who doesn't and like I, Quill. And then, and then I sit back down. I like I stand up to say it and then I sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that like a sorry, what's your name? You said Quill? Yeah. Is that like a custom where you're from to stand up when you talk and sit down? Uh, yes. That's great. I think it's very respectful. Yes. Could you just stand up again when you said yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I <laughs> so how many people can ride one frost beak, do you think? Mm. I've only ever seen one because they make a bond with their rider. Mm. But I bet, you know, if you had a big enough one, the rider could convince the, the frost beak to put another person in the saddle. Uh, Rick peak, uh, speaks up. Um, do, you, do you know if, like, charms work on them? <laughs> For no particular reason, of course. <laughs> yeah. She's going to roll a uh, insight check on you there. Okay, she got a six. <laughs> I don't see why not. I think they're basically just creatures. 
Yeah. Well, okay, good. Thanks. Do you know where these um, plants like to grow in the swamp? Let me see if she would know that. I don't think she's gotten around. Uh, no. Sorry, she doesn't know. Well, you're useless, Nib. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the record grinds to a halt in the bar <laughs> when you say that. <laughs> she plays a really bad note on the flute. Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I have never seen you guys around before. Are you a traveling caravan or what's uh what's your story? We're, we're from a different dimension. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah. That's it, we're from a cool place. Is it like cooler than this place? Yeah. <laughs> You've only just got here. <laughs> I I stand up I stand up and I say I do not think it's cooler than this place. I sit back down. <laughs> To myself, I'm thinking, I just have to go with this, this new custom. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, impress this, this, uh, this person that I think is, like, <clears throat> like, I want to know more about the his, this historian thing, because it's interesting to me, because <clears throat> they're, like, this group of people. I'm basically trying to, like, I don't know how to get, get this person to, um, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be weird. But but it's not coming across very. It's I, I'm actually being more weird than. Yeah. Uh, Bazell would like to clock. Bazell would like to clock some of Nib's personality traits and see if she can come up with something that would help Quill, not be such a dork. So like, Quill is is here is the best example and Nib may not be this type of person but I think Bazell would know the answer to that question because, of who she is. Um, but a lot of druids would be like potheads and Nib is chronically carrying around some pipe smoking Aphrodite and like Quill is yeah and so could Bazell put two and two together for Quill and Nib right like that's like a connection that like I think Bazell would be able to make pretty quickly and like facilitate that transition as a bard, do I am I? Is it like a charisma based something? I think you're I you're you're asking to. Like you said, you wanted the clock, Nib's personality traits, like her. If we we're using game terms, like her personality, ideal bond, flaw, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. To do that, I think that's just an insight check. Okay. As you kind of, as you kind of watch her, interact with you guys. Nat twenty. Whoa. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Starting the rolls off uh, fat tonight, I see. Well, it's either feast or famine. For me. Yeah, seriously. Okay, you over the course of this conversation, you've noticed a few things. Um, she obviously cares a great deal for her bird, even though she was like, oh, I just got this. Um, she's been like really careful with it. She, um, you spy a deck of cards briefly in her vest pocket. Um, it looks like a, like a gambling game. So you think maybe she kind of likes to gamble a little bit. And you, you've noticed her kind of nervously eyeing the, the swamp out the window, the water in particular. Uh, Bazell is going to... So I think Bazell is, is... I think Bazell at this point in her life is in like a weird transition. This is me telling and not showing. I should just show. Um, so... Uh, Mazelle looks at Quill and says, she's a pretty bird, 
in a cage made of cards, isn't she? <laughs> so Quill stands up. Here we go. And <laughs> and immediately takes out his pipe and starts Ooh. like to pack it and he sits down and he stands up again and he sits down again and then he just starts to smoke. <laughs> Very, very confused by that comment. Um, actually, yeah, let me, I should roll for that. Yeah, I think you could roll music inside a lot, but I think that probably applies here. Yeah. Okay. We'll say, uh, um, before you roll, actually, the DC is going to depend on our Pizzell's communication roll first. Okay. Okay. What do so I roll for communication? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, performance? Really... Performance? Yeah, performance is the closest thing. Sure. Of course you want to do performance. I was like, I was like it makes sense. <laughs> oh, that 20 didn't matter. Wow. Oh, Jesus, dude. Two in a row? What? That dice is loaded. Weighted. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a DC four. This is a DC two <laughs> in play check. All right. <laughs> 14, so I I got it. You got it. Yeah. Whatever it was. So I, I basically get what you told me about the. Yeah, I think with all the all those rolls, we just say right. you got you just benefited from his inside check essentially. Okay. All right. Um. So after doing that, and then I stand back up, and I and I say, um, your group of people are historians is that that's right right yeah yeah we um we're kind of a hodgepodge uh we come from all different kinds of backgrounds like i said i'm a druid but there are priests in the group there are ex-mercenaries um people who used to you know veterans of wars that don't want to fight anymore that kind of thing but we all united around trying to record history accurately as it happens why do you do that why is that your goal? Well, we all have different reasons. I kind of just like stories, I guess. And I think it's important that history is recorded without any kind of a slant to it. So we have to be there. We kind of have to be in the thick of it. I, I agree. Did I notice her at all, like, looking nervously out the window? Uh, you can make a... Uh, <laughs> make an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Casey, if you had more to. No, no, no. Interact. Nope. nope. 14. Okay. Uh, yeah. You've seen her, like, cast a few glances, a few, like, kind of worried glances out the window. I don't know if you get, get any more than that without talking to her about it. So I'm just going to be like, hey, um, I, I kind of look out the window and look back at her. I was like, did you see something strange? Or are you worried about something? I just don't like water. I hate it. How come? I just like a really bad summer, and I'm afraid of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Got it. You don't have to be sorry. Everyone's got a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty. I try to just be lighthearted. I think that her last description of her sort of job as a historian awakened a desire in Bazell to try to take advantage of that and get herself in the history. 
of this place. Oh yeah, so, sure. Okay. But, so while she's in Bazel. So while she's yeah. enthralled, Bazel I think Bazel at this point would would explain to her Bazel's plan of trying to unite the two factions and basically change history. And then Bazel would appeal to her desire to be in the thick of it by saying, um, if I need to call upon you and the it's not the priests, but you know what parish. I mean. Thank you. The parish uh, to aid in, in our in my goal. Uh, can I trust you? Well, that's kind of tricky. You're asking me to, I mean, I'll record the truth. And I, I would, I'll go along with you if, if you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of down to, to explore. Um, but I try not, we try not to intervene, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, will you help me make my truth? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it sounds like Sometimes... if you guys know that pillow somewhere. <laughs> if you're asking me if I'll come along with you guys, uh, yeah, that sounds kind of, right now for some reason, that sounds, that sounds good to me. I might feel differently in 15 minutes, who knows? That'd be great. We'd love to have you. And then Bazell looks at uh, everybody else in the room or in the room and uh, starts to head towards one of the rooms at Denny's to just pass out. At this point, it's probably pretty late. She's ready for a long rest. Um, uh, did, did we want to uh, talk to Denny and uh, try and tell him a riddle or, or something? Yeah. No, I've decided that Denny is like a king of riddles because he's been collecting them his whole life that he's been around. So, um, if you guys just Google a riddle, I'm going to Google it and, and know the answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want, I want a homebrew riddle, because that really is something he's never heard before. Then he sees you uh, heading to the room, and he's like, whoa, hey, guys. Uh, I mean, you're going to, like, check in. It's not free. Uh, Bazelle is going to use her feet to get everybody a room for the night. Uh, backed by popular demand, can always find a place to perform and therefore have a free place to stay as long as I perform each night. Uh, okay. Locals may recognize me. Everybody wow. can stay with Bazell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cool, that's a, that's a, exactly the right kind of feat for this moment. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it is, it is, this is literally the only time. The only time you're going to get to use that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it, it's not a feat. It's a, whatever, the entertainer's like yeah. special thing. It's the <laughs> only time I'm ever going to get to use it. So she, she just he, like, the, like a he, fucking baller just walks to her room. Then he tries to stop her and she's just like. No, ah. he, 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 he does stop you. He says, uh, uh, he said, "Whoa, whoa, guys! That's like the that's the cheap room. Mm. You don't want the cheap room." Come oh, on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Denny. That, for you. that music. <laughs> yeah. So he's he rec he recognizes your value as a performer, but you gotta perform every night that you stay there, right? Mm. So he hooks you up with the, the penthouse suite. Can you see uh, Ice Beaks uh, at the Misty Hatchery from the penthouse suite of Denny's across the bay? Uh, <clears throat> unlikely, unless you have a crazy perception check. Pretty foggy oh, out there, remember? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Make a, make a perception check. Make a DC 15 perception check at disadvantage because of the fog. Nope. 
Yeah, fog is too dense tonight. What would you see? I guess you would see like out in the water, there's probably like, you know, shadows that catch your eye here and there, like things moving in the, in the swamp. I think she's kind of grossed out by shit moving around underwater in the swamp. Yeah. Are we all going to rest in Bazal's room or try to talk to Denny or what are you guys up for doing? I'm good resting. I could, yeah, I could get my spell slots back. I'm also injured from that dragon fight. You guys got, you and Theron got, you took a hit, I think. Yeah, I did. I'm like, my guy's like, you know, half dead at that table we were sitting, just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling very well. <laughs> so I, I'm apt to limp on upstairs for some rest. Yeah, the penthouse suite is it's extremely lavish. It's like as gaudy as you'd expect it to be based on the exterior of the building. So there's like, it's all kind of built on limestone or sandstone with like um, lots of gold and brass accents. And then like super colorful, like orange or red or purple throw pillows and blankets and stuff. You know, there's like a bed, like king bed and some carpets and probably a couch. Enough room for you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> crash. Assuming everybody crashes, uh Bazel has an idea for the morning. Uh she thinks that it might be a good idea to go to Holy Rock, not to get one of the ice beaks but rather to see where they go from Holy Rock to see if we can figure out where those plants are growing uh, and then go back to Holy Rock to try to collect an ice beak to go back to Cougar Rock Enclave in order to try to win over the Enclave. Is the swamp by? Where's the swamp? It's all around you. You're, 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 in, a, you're in a massive swamp. It's known as, it's called the Dread Marsh. This bit of the Shadowfell that reflects the Argy Forest. Oh, I thought there was like a small area that was called the swamp somewhere okay the, the whole area is, is swampy the parts of the map that look like land are um like muddy okay yeah and then there's that so the plant could be growing kind of anywhere that we're looking for yeah bazel would never ask the party this but does anyone else have a better idea for <laughs> where to go next <laughs> I just kind of came up with a plan and then like verbalized it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best plan. Deb would have told you that um, if you guys are going to be out and about, she would love to go check on the excavation of God, at God's hand up in the mountains, but she's been able, but unable to go on her own because it's dangerous. But that's just like, that's just totally. A side quest. Yep. Did she I mean, mention guess... what's going on up there? <clears throat> Uh, she knows what, you, what basically what you guys know, which is that they discovered a what appears to be a huge stone hand jutting out of the ground up there, like massive. And so a project was started that didn't finish it was at the very end to start like excavating around that to see what mm -hmm. they can make of it. I'm trying to think. The only people you've interacted with so far are D Denny and Nib. Denny would would have asked you. If you're headed towards Whitehaven, as a favor, um, just to, to bring a bottle of his white dog with you to give to the Mama's Hearth, which is a restaurant in Whitehaven. Is it a type of drink? Yeah. I oh, think it's, okay. it's the term for like when you distill just clear alcohol out of uh, whatever grain before you actually like put it in a barrel to gain color and flavor. So it's just like moonshine, essentially. Yeah, I think Bazel is down for both side quests. Do it except both. You guys should do whatever. I was just thinking, I was trying to think of 
what favors people have asked of you since he showed up. And those are the two I can think of. I'm not sure she would go straight to Whitehaven. I think she'd probably, well, maybe she would. We don't have any other leads for the Whitehaven half, so. Yeah, I don't think so. And what, what leads did we have? Remind, uh, Nate, remind me of the your first step in your plan again. Yeah, it was so like my... not going to Cougar Rock and White Whitehaven, right? It was going right. to the neutral parties. So my first plan was to start with the neutral parties, which was the Grung and then the um, the werewolves, yeah, and try and get them to decide that they wanted to go back to, and then in order and then to learn about Cougar Rock or to to gain favorite Cougar Rock, collect. Uh, frost beaks and ride them to Cougar Rock in order to arrive with some clout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Whitehaven, we have to get them on board too. And we and I don't know how to get. We don't have a lead. Yeah. That one I don't know. Uh, but the the other ones I do. Um, and so, so could I mean werewolves could be near God's hand. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe do we actually know we're there? Here. Where they're at? No. I don't think Nib Nib had no idea. I think. Yeah, okay. she would have. She would have told you that they are. They're kind of hard to pin down because they're roaming. Kind of no. And I rolled a I rolled a crit fail on my perception to see if any of them were at Denny's. Oh, that's what you're asking. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, it would make sense to go to Whitehaven and do this side quest, and then see if we can come across any leads at any of those. Because we're going to like an inn, right? Set to drop off the the alcohol, so we could go there, drop off the alcohol, and see if we can you can perform there and try and enthrall some local folks. I also have not to meta game, but some enthralling type spells. Mm-hmm. We could also oh, just uh, so what's the goal to get everybody to White Spire, or like what's the so... reason that you want to do that? That's a good question. So the entire reason for us to be here, as I understand it, is that Rick is interested in Black Spire. And White Spire is the exact opposite of Black Spire. Or White Spire is this dimension's Black Spire. And so we can learn more about the whereabouts of Black Spire, potentially, in our dimension by learning about White Spire here. And White Spire here used to be located at White Castle. And so in order to get access to that location, we're going to have to take that area back from the monsters that overtook these people that got pushed to the swamp. And then it's overrun and like needs an army. And neither small group is big enough to go back there. So we would likely need everyone to kind of band together to agree to work together to overtake the castle. Yeah, Nib confirmed to us that we would need an army to go back and take back the castle. And so it seems like not that far-fetched to get all the neutral people and then the two opposing parties together into one group to go <laughs> take it back. That was the, I think that's the like one paragraph explanation of my plan. Bigger picture, we also still need to get a ship, right? Like, oh, other larger goal, mm. right? Is we need an airship, so we still need to get 
the wind from your character, Sam. Um, which you had we a vision, have, right? We have a we way to summon them, right? The I wind feel character. like we did. But we it makes more sense to do that when we have like a ship to trap it in, right? Or to like keep it in. You're you're all you're you're good to go there. Because you have the the conjure elemental gem to summon any anytime you want. And then you have the magical conch. So we can that, trap uh, it into a conch. Trap it in. Mm. Yeah. That can happen whenever. And why did we why did we wait? I think we just haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. we just kind of got into the it was like right before guys, we started yeah. doing the long year. Yeah. Or a quiet year, I mean. It was on your short would list. Druid, would druids be good at um, convincing elementals to do things? Is an elemental like a nature? Um, I think yeah. elementals are more like. I think they're more like primordial. They're more, more like. Um, Rick speaks primordial. He does. That's true. Yeah. They're just like raw I, elemental, fire, air, water, earth, energy. Um, I have a riddle for. Uh, oh, do you? I do. Okay. So, Ooh, go down. Uh, go down whenever, and tell him. Whenever whenever we are ready to I was gonna um, try and cheat, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it, it might be an easy one to to get. Did we I, did we long rest by the way? Do, can I put my, my stuff back? You guys were safe to long rest up there. Yep. Woot. Alright. Did it remind me? Did anyone else have visions? Because there was that's like something that was happening. Is we were each having a vision at some point to help us learn mm. um, a part of the ship. Because we each have to like contribute. Were there? Did anyone else have those? So I think the way that played out, you were, you were presented with a blank blueprint, like a magical blueprint. Yep. And each each one of you felt drawn to a part of the ship. Mm-hmm. And the, and then the blueprint just sort of recognized that in you and like put they laid that out, right? Because that was like the exterior and then interior design of the ship, which mechanically it goes into how it flies, like how fast it is and how sturdy it is. Mm-hmm. Ricky, with the armament weapons. Yep. Yep. You picked like a crystal casting system that shoots like magic mm-hmm. missiles. Quill was the um, there was like one special room that you could have on the ship. I think you went with like a long rest capability so you could rest on on board. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, because uh, otherwise you have to like land it and find some place to rest. And then Theron was the locomotion. And he, he landed on the having it be powered by elemental air, which kind of like made it like a sail design, mm-hmm. I think. Also, a great a great name for uh, our airline, Elemental Air. Elemental Air. <laughs> yeah. Primordial Air. Ooh. <laughs> In. Primordial. Good evening. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> Primordial. It's just like it sounds like sparks yeah. and loud, really loud wind. <laughs> Thank you for flying air primordial. It is never safe to move out the cabin. I assume we want to build that in our own dimension, though. Like I don't think we want to yes. build that here, right? Because then we got to transfer that shit. Is it I don't possible think... to to? Well, this is not Quill. I, I don't know that. Quill speaking. Um, <laughs> Quill stands up. Yeah, Quill okay. stands. Quill stands up. The whole room goes uh, silent. What? While uh, smoking his pipe. Well, what about if we made if we made the 
ship, could the ship get us back to our dimension? And then he takes a long drag. High as a kite. <laughs> then it sits back to, then sits back down. Also I got a I got a riddle. <laughs> I think Bazell would defer that question to Theron. Right. I mean I think Theron worked on the how the ship was powered. He's also the most studious of magic. If anyone's gonna make an arcana check on that, it should be him. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Ooh, 19 plus 6 is 25. Okay. Wow, okay. Uh, yes, you are certain that, that the ship, a ship of this level of complexity would not be able to, like, plane shift. Okay. It's already, it's already yeah. magical enough that it's, like, going to be able to fly through the air. It's capable of that level of magic. And I assume, Quill, you asked that question because you were thinking, you know, if you built the ship here, you could use it to get home, right? Yeah, because I was trying to think of how we could get home. Yeah. Yeah, Theron is not aware of how you would do that. Or I should say, he's, he's certain that you wouldn't be able to build that out here. So home right now is through the White Spire. Bahaha. Oh, we don't know this dimension's requirements for a portal back to the other one, right? Yeah, you guys don't really have any idea how to get back. Right. Mm. I just had a decent buzz going, so I was, I was thinking, I was spitballing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It occurs to you that you, may, you might find components out here that you could use later. Do we even know what components we need for the ship? I feel like you described it as like mirrors, didn't you say? So um, things like that. Yeah. And continuing with the big picture, I think the whole point of having a ship is just you expect that you'll be able to, because this all this all this chaos, not just the Nightstone, but everything else that happened around it was because giants are stirring and oh, everything. Misbeh misbehaving. Causing problems. Yeah. So it seems like having an airship would be extremely useful, especially for, if you were going to try to chase down cloud giants because they're literally up in the sky. Bazel starts leaving and walking towards God's hand. Wait, Bazel, well, do we want to talk to Denny? He's got a he's got a riddle. Yeah, sure, I guess. Whatever. She just keeps walking. <laughs> Rick's a little bit giddy. He's like, ooh. <laughs> All right. I might be named for a fruit, but should not be eaten, though a hearty broth I may form. I may sink below the waves or skip on on the surface dependent on the speed of your arm what am i this is you just crafted this from whole cloth yeah wow okay G give me that i have to i'll I'll, I'll put it in the chat okay unfortunately both rick and dane are idiots so not coming up with one myself <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i have an answer that fits i'm not sure how it fits the broth part i don't know this broth part either but i think you and i have the same answer <laughs> Yeah. Um, the broth part was intended to be a little bit of a... A red herring? It, it's a, and it's a, it's a bit of a stretch, but it relates to the subject matter of the, of the answer. A hearty broth. Huh. Based on this, the, last, the last half of the riddle, it seems obvious, but I'm getting, I'm getting hung up on the broth. Oh, then he's just going to... He says, oh, I don't really get the broth part, but are you just talking about a stone? Like a stone fruit? Stones may see. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Can you explain the broth thing? <laughs> yeah, stone soup is a uh, European folktale. Wow. Stone, stone soup. soup. Wikipedia. Stone soup is a European folk story in which hungry strangers convince the people of a town to each share a small amount of their food in order to make a soup. 
<laughs> yep. All right. Didn't get me yet. I am impressed though. That was uh that was pretty quick. You have to come up with a riddle that he doesn't get. Well, I guess that's that's a good. I guess I, I could have made it harder. I wanted to make it attainable, but I I, I feel like, okay. If I remember correctly, the rules were one he hadn't heard before. I think you're going to be right about that. Um, in my head, I was thinking that I wanted you guys to stump him with a riddle. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like he, like he just he can't get it. Okay. The the idea being that if he gets something, maybe he's got he got it because he heard he's heard it before. Okay. Is that fair? <laughs> That's a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. We'll get him again. That's on me though. I should have clarified that he shows the deck of many things to people who stump him. And if I were to get it wrong right away there, that would have that would have been enough. My first guess. Uh, D- Danny, have uh, have many people stumped you before? Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've had a few. They've all looked at the deck of many things, but they're too scared to you know pull from it. I don't really blame them. Oh, I was going to say how many cards you had left, but uh, that answers my question. Thank you. Still got them all. All right, I've got a really stupid riddle. Okay. It might, it might dump him. Some people think I've stolen a soul. Some people use me to save a memory. Sometimes I can be held. Sometimes I can't. When I am created, everyone talks about food, but I can't be eaten. What am I? What was the first part of the riddle? Some people think I've stolen a soul. Some people think. I have an answer, but I don't, I don't know how it works there. It's got to be a tongue, right, guys? Come on. Tongue, tongue is my answer, Then he says. Not a tongue. What is it? How do, you, how do people use a tongue to save a memory? Like a really passionate kiss is what I was thinking. <laughs> mm. right. And when a tongue is created, nobody's talking about food. They're ah. fucking getting laid when a tongue would be created. <laughs> or like, I don't know. I guess yeah. a pregnant woman would talk about food. No, uh, it's a picture. So Native Americans think that photos steal their soul. Some people use pictures to save memories. Sometimes sure. photos can be held. Sometimes they can't. So digital versus okay, like a paper photo. And then when, I, uh, when a photo is created, everyone talks about food, says cheese, but you can't eat it. Oh, that's oh, where yes. that came from. I, like that. I was cool. thinking about a photo, but with the memory, but I didn't understand the yeah I, the the food one or the hungry part. I don't yeah. think it counts, but it was fun. I liked the exercise. That was good. yeah. Why do you think it counts? Huh? You don't think? You don't I don't think know, that it was stupid. This it was dumb. It was not was very wrong. good. It was not very like no. It shouldn't count. I should have to work harder than that. It should have to be a, a prettier one than that. Then he, then he is like, man, how come nobody wants to look at my fucking cod? <laughs> no, no, that was a good one. Pull the card. Pull the card. I don't think Vizelle is interested in pulling a card. Can she transfer the, the potential card pull to somebody else who wants to or no? Because she Part would do that. Group. Um, but I don't know the rules on that. Strictly speaking, he, he, he allows people... To pull from the deck who stumps on a rail, though he would allow Bazell to do it. But not Rick, who is friends with Bazell <clears throat> and in the same party. Can Bazell decide later if she wants to pull a card or not? Pull the card. Yeah. yeah. Pull seven. Uh, 
Full set. It's an intense really maneuver intense. to Wait, pull have, have you guys, cards. I don't know. Did everyone look at the cards as your homework from last time? Oh, as to God. know really the gravity of this of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Rick wants to pull one because he wants to get he wants you want to get wish. Is that the yes. Rick Rick has a few mo motivations. Not not all just being, you know, not just wish, but yeah. But wish would make his life better. Bazel's like halfway down the bridge when she screams the riddle at Benny and then just keeps walking in God's hand. <laughs> Benny's like, God damn, that was, that was a power move. <laughs> got mad respect. Um, yeah, so I think you guys, if you're heading out, you've got Nib with you in tow with her little goldfinch. And it looks like you will be venturing off the beaten path to do this. So we're going to have to do an encounter roll. Uh-oh. I'll have to think of a fun fun riddle for next time. I've liked both of them so far. I don't know why Nate's being so coy about his. Well, because it wasn't very, like, yeah. It was very yeah. rough around the edges. It had the elements, but it needed some polishing. Put it that way. So... Who's going to roll this d20 as you travel? You essentially you're going to. It looks like the only way up there is to follow, walk along this river path. Zell, you've been rolling that 20s, so maybe you should. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I rolled them. Since these are independent events. Five. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Another part. We, we almost got killed by a dragon last time, so I'm actually nervous about this. Yeah, I'm not rolling this time. About the, I would say the first half of the trip, I'm looking at my map over here on the south towards the God's Hand, uh, is pretty uneventful. But when you get into that mountain pass as you're kind of walking up, it's a pretty steep climb. You hear like some like really weird uh, high-pitched like laughing sounds. Oh, God. Ahead of you and behind you as you're heading up this canyon. Roll initiative. Oh, shit. Thanks a lot, Bazelle. Rolling fives. To be fair, she rolled a nat 20 the first time she tried to roll for uh, 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 the Rick meter to it. That's right. And I think I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, I got 11, a four. 11 for Bazelle. Four Seven. for Theron. Seven for Quill. And then Rick... Rick rolled a oh a five. Okay. So yeah, you hear this like really high pitched, kind of echoing laughter. So you're in a mountain canyon path. Um, the river is uh, I'm going to say it's about ten feet across. Um, same marching order as as has previously been described, guys. Quill and uh, Bazel battling for for the lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then usually Theron is Theron is being distracted as he looks at things and examines stuff behind the group. That's right. And then Rick is in the middle. Perfect. Yes. So the laughing gets louder and it echoes back and forth off the canyon walls. Uh, but you hear it coming from in front of you and behind you. And finally, ahead of you, you see a. It just looks like a large floating skull oh, that's shit. like surrounded by green flame. Um, that is the source of the laughter. I'm going to roll their initiative here. 
13 and 14. Okay, so uh, the one up front, so this, um, it's called a flame skull, humanoid skull with like burning red eyes and surrounding by a greenish flame. Uh, it hovers 50 feet to the front, or 40 feet, so 5, 10, 15. Can't quite get to Quill, uh, but it will cast a spell at Quill. Just going to make a ranged spell attack. Uh, it sends two different fire rays towards Quill. Um, to hit, uh, a 7 to hit and a 19 to hit. The first misses. Okay. The second hits. 19 hits. Uh, so uh, Bazelle is going to use her reaction okay. uh, and cast Silvery Barbs. Oh, cool. All right. When a creature succeeds on an attack, roll attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, uh, I can cast this and magically distract the creature. So Bazelle effectively uh, just looks so pretty that the skull is distracted. Okay. Is this, is this a reaction? Uh, it is, yes, a reaction. Okay. Got it. Uh, and so the uh, creature has to uh, re-roll their attack. Okay. Uh, this time it's, in, it's maybe 16 to hit, Quill? Oh, a 16? Correct. That misses. Wow. Okay, nice. So then so, uh, I also get to choose a different creature that may include myself, uh, and I get to grant them advantage on their next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw for one minute. Uh, so Quill, you now also have uh, advantage on your next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Hell yeah. Okay, um, so that's the other flame skull. He's in the back now. He moves forward. And he is going to cast Fireball on Rick oh, and Theron. Oh, fuck. So <laughs> two of you have to make a deck save as this explosion of flame erupts around both of you. Oh, hell yeah. Nat 20. Nice. Okay. You save. That is a, a one. Okay. I rolled a one. So, so a crit 20 and a crit fail? Yeah. From you guys? All right. Oh. 8d6 damage, that's going to be 27 fire damage for Theron, and that'll be halved to 13 for Rick. And that is their turns. Bazel is up. Uh, so Bazel is going to... So I don't think she can quite get to the one to the south, can she? To do a melee attack? She... Yeah. No, just barely not. Bazel is going to do a mantle of inspiration. She basically makes that distractingly beautiful appearance uh, permanent, uh, and then everyone gains uh, five temper hit points, uh, and everyone can move uh, their movement speed without taking an OA. Oh, immediately, like yep. right now, yeah, right now. So everybody can go wherever they want to go. <clears throat> I'm gonna see where everybody picks where to go. And then I'm going to decide what to do next. And Bazelle's going to move. Oh, Bazelle can move here. Hasn't used her movement speed yet. That's kind of nice, actually. That is cool. Because it applies to you as well? I guess I can pick if it applies to me or Nib. Because it's four. And I'll just I'll make it apply to Nib. So she gets the movement the speed movement. and the... Okay. She gets the movement and the um, HP. And I don't. Who's going to control her? 
who would like to? I guess I can. Uh, MPC Druid. Yeah. AC 11, 27 hit points, speed 30. Okay. Uh, she is going to use her movement to go over here. Her swim speed. Extremely courageous of her, given that her major flaw is that she's afraid of water. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Fuck, I forgot that. God damn it. Real uh, fight or flight response here. Yeah. Yeah. She overcame it. Damn it. This is what it took. She just needed the yeah. needed to battle a couple of flame skulls. A push. I think the term is flooding for uh <laughs> in psychology. That's a that's a nice pun too. Uh and then it's the rest of the Zalstern, that's her bonus action. She's gonna run to here, just, just out of melee range, and then she's gonna cast uh healing word, Saren. Thank you. I didn't get that. Theron took a big chunk. You saw Theron get like the gold fucking lit up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she'll cast it at third level. Seems wise. And doesn't get the free cast. It's good good of you to check that. I've never, checked it never every, I've checked it I've checked it every <laughs> time. It's never procked. <laughs> I think it's procked once. Uh, and that's going to heal him for 11. Okay. All right. And that's our turn. Okay, you're still on the clock because it's Nib's turn now. Uh, so Nib is going to cast Bark Skin. Oh, cool. On probably actually uh, Bazel. I think that's it for her. Probably all she could do, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Bark, bark Skin, bark skin makes your... Makes your AC sixteen, right? Yeah. This is funny. This is fun too because it says it descriptively. It makes your skin rough and bark-like in appearance. How does Bazel feel about that? Yeah, I'm not sure Bazel would describe herself <laughs> as a willing creature, but <laughs> yeah. Quill is up. Sick. All right, I'm going to attack this dude. Okay. I'm at advantage because Nate cast. Uh, that thing. Okay, cool. Uh, so 19 or yeah, so 19. That's a hit. Plus, yeah, 19 plus eight. Jesus. So yep. seven with my spear plus a sneak attack because it's extra, extra. Yeah, since I have advantage. That's a two. So nine. Okay. And then oh. my second attack. Solid hit. 23. It's another hit. Mm -hmm. So, and that's another seven. Ooh, okay. Speed is ass. Jeez. Yeah, solid hits. Yeah, it's like it's like you're you're playing uh, baseball. This thing's just like floating through the air and you're <laughs> smacking it with your with your the end of your staff or your spear. Uh, all right, Rick is up. Um, Rick's gonna pull out an oldie but a goodie. That's a good one. And yeah. cast uh, Eldridge Blast at uh, the one Quill was fighting. Yep. Uh, 18 to hit. That hits. Dope, dope, dope. Oh, 12 damage. 8 plus 4. Wow. That plus 4 is nasty. Yeah, it is. 
And then I too am going to move across the river here. Sweet. Yep. You you get across the river and you see Neb is like in a state of shock. Like, I can't like what have I done? What have I done? Everybody fucking did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Theron's up. I will cast Scorching Ray at what does it say? FS one. Fox Sports one. It's a Flame Skull one. Flame Skull one. Give me an insight check. Okay. Fourteen. This thing is on fire right now. Yeah, I was wondering if video game <laughs> logic would yeah. come into play. It is immune to fire damage. Yeah. Okay. You got to cast that, and then you you know, you have a thought creep into your head. Yeah. I was gonna let you do it if you build that check, but funny for for some creatures like in this game, they totally follow video game logic, right? But for a lot of them, they don't. Oh, you know what? This thing about sleet storm. Freezing rain and sleet fall in a 20-foot-tall cylinder with a 40-foot radius centered on a point you choose within range. The area is heavily obscured, and exposed flames in the area are doused. The ground in the area is covered with slick ice, making it difficult terrain. Creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or start. It turns there, must make a dex save throw. On a failed save, it falls prone. Creature is concentrating the spell's area. The creature must take. I think that would have an effect on him. Okay. Thematically, to me, that makes sense. So, a 40 foot radius with that, that probably wouldn't cover both of them, right? No, it would cover just one of them. I wonder if it would be better to do Fire Skull 2 since Fire Skull 1 already has a lot of damage. I might try to center it around number 2. Are you going to do it in a way that you don't also get Bazel in it? I could center it so that just the. Yeah, why don't I do that? Yep. So it doesn't get this all. Cool. All right. So this huge sleet storm shows up, um, and it douses the flames around the skull. So now it's just like a floating skull. And I'm going to say that while it's while it's in there, it can't cast its fire spells. Nice. The slick ice part of it, it's not going to matter because he's hovering. Right. Forty feet, you said. It's a twenty foot tall cylinder with a forty foot radius. All right. So it's difficult terrain below Bazel. So that is kind of a safe zone from fire spells for you guys if you if you kept them in there, but it, it's like terrain. Uh, okay, Theron's done. Uh, Flame Skull 1 is up. This guy is looking pretty rough. Like he's got missing teeth now and a orbital blowout fracture. <laughs> and he's, he's going to, um, he is going to use his one and only fireball spell. Um, <laughs> Looks like he could get Theron and Rick <laughs> with this. So he's going to do that. So uh, hang on. How far apart are you guys? You're mm. 20 feet apart? About, yeah. So they each only get one cast of this, but he's going to blow his because he's about to die. He can actually get Theron, Rick, and Nib with this. So he explodes a fireball. Everyone, all three of them make deck saves. 15 for Theron. This time you get out of the way. You only take half damage. Uh, it'll be 10 for you. 10 fire damage. Nib fails. Takes 20. 21, actually. Yep. Takes 21. Okay. And then Rick? Rick got an 18, so I think he succeeds. So 10 fire damage for Rick. And then the second flame skull, um, he is going to emerge from the sleet storm. And I'll say for this turn, he can't use any of his uh, fire spells as he like gets his fire back. 
So he's just going to make a bite attack on Bazell. Uh, two two bite attacks. Uh, one misses, one I assume hits, like a 21 to hit. Uh, she's going to Silvery Barb's that. 21. So he's got to re reroll it? Yep. Okay. Oh, he crit failed on the reroll. <laughs> and then uh, she's going to give Quill advantage again. Cool. Okay. So that is their turns. Bazell is up. Uh, so Bazell is going to uh, cast aid. And don't forget, you guys have everybody has five extra HP. I'm going to cast aid. Everybody's current hit points and max hit points, except for Quill, who's out of range, is going to get uh, five. On it, so this is different than Teb hit points. Your normal hit points go up by five. It, it's a way that I can cast both of these this and give you bard hit points. This is bard power, power gaming. I and then uh, she's going to cast... Oh, she can't. I don't think she can... Even though it's a bonus action, I don't think she can cast a healing word and aid. Correct. Just the cantrip. So then she's just as her bonus action going to do a bardic inspiration. Cool. Probably to nib. Okay. Wait, hold on. Yeah. I have a really cool idea for Nib that I'm not sure how you're going to... Generally in favor of cool things. See the right. uh, suggestion from last. All right. Well, uh, so then she's going to give the Bardic Inspiration to Theron. Okay. So Theron has a, D, it's a D8, I think, right? It D8. is now a D8, yeah. Nice. So then for yep. Nib, who's next, yep. right? Correct. So Nib... Uh, having been uh, emboldened by her first safe swim and watching uh, Rick uh, douse SF2 has an idea for herself. So she is going to run, stand in the water. Okay. And then while she's in the water, she's going to cast Thunder Wave. And let me read you the description of Thunder Wave. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from you must take a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. The, and this is where the cool part gets. In addition, unsecured objects, in my mind, water, uh, that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect. And the okay. spells emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. I think it would be cool if she goes into the river, stands in there, casts thunder wave, and causes a tidal wave of water to get pushed onto the swimming skull as it gets hit by the thunder wave spell. Okay. And then she's going to use her last five feet of movement to get out of the water because she doesn't like to swim. <laughs> So I heard that you said it was a 15-foot cube, right? Yes. Did I do my – did I fuck that up? Are you trying to hit FS1? Yes. Got it. Okay. And then push water onto it. I see. Okay. Yes. I do think yeah. in this position you'll also hit Theron. <laughs> Could she be here and not hit Farron but also hit <clears throat> FS1? That would do it, I think. All right. That's what she would like to do. And then use her last five feet of movement to, like, pop out like that. Then. Okay, yeah. 
So flame tool cool. one makes a, a deck save or a con save? Con, con save. Yep. He probably He probably succeeded. He got a 16, 18. Yes. What happens on a save? He takes. So then takes half as much and isn't pushed. Okay. But, but the water still gets splashed with water. Yeah. Nice. Just, What's the damage? 12 thunder damage. Oh my god, Nib. Kills this flame skull. Nib out here yeah. clutching up. He had 12 hit points left. Boom. Boom. So yeah, it, it just like it just douses the, the green fire and then that uh, he's like barely hanging on and then the, the tidal wave dashes him up against that cliff wall there and he just shatters and falls to the ground. Nice. Bits of shattered wet bone. Quill is like Halfway doused in water, <laughs> admiring his his new paramour. <laughs> All right, Quill. All right, I'm gonna just move towards this dude. This guy's looking healthy. He has not taken damage yet. Okay, step of the wind. Oh, cool. That's a monk thing. <laughs> yeah, dash is a bonus action. That's cool. By using one key. Nice. So. So you can, you can get there. Yeah. You're going to be kind of standing. Oh, you're going to go around them? Nice. Okay. Yep. I forgot you have like a million. Yeah. Have, yeah. 35 move <laughs> distance. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So you are you are now in difficult terrain though when you go into that sleet storm. Okay. So you're on slick ice if, if you go in there. And when you go there first, you got to make a deck save or fall, or fall prone. You'll probably save because okay. you're a monk, but... Oh, uh, 10. 10 on a deck save? Oh, uh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, 13 on a deck what save. Is, Theron, what is your spell save, DC? 14. Oh, <laughs> oh he falls. You fucking wipe out. You just eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> Too much so pappies. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can use your silvery barbs to re-roll that save, if you like. Saves too. Uh, let me yeah, let me reread it again. But I'm pretty sure. Wow. I have the silvery barbs again. Yeah, I gave it to you again. Uh, I'm distracting as fuck. It is. <laughs> next save, yeah, that's right. I can grant them an advantage on their next attack roll, ability check, or save for one minute. Cool. So you can re-roll that save if you'd like. I saved this time. Nice. Sweet. That's 15. Okay. Uh, you do not fall prone. Sweet. So now I'm going to attack this dude with advantage. Oh, okay, 17. Yeah. Uh, 25. That for sure hits. Uh, D6. Ooh. Uh, so 5. Okay. Plus. Sneak attack of one, so six. Okay. My second attack. Uh, this is another hit of 27. Jesus Christ. And then five. Okay. It's not quite bloodied, but solid hits nonetheless. You're just like standing in this uh, fleet storm. It's just like pounding down around you. But like you have these like magical silvery thorns that are blocking some of it 
from her uh, dissolve thing. Just swinging, swinging that spear. Uh, if you're done, that's Rick. Yep, I'm done. All right. Um, Rick, not wanting to be too caught up in doing the same thing over and over, it's going to mix it up a little and cast a Ray of Frost at this okay. boy. Um, so it's a 19 to hit. That would hit. And then uh, that is 10 damage. And uh, since it hits, its movement speed is reduced to 10 feet for the next turn. Because it's a little bit chilly now. Okay. So make make an insight check for me. Oh, damn it. 12. Okay. I set it at 10 for both of these. Um, he, he doesn't take damage from cold. For, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so you can. Does anything special happen to the spell, or does it just look like a hit? Feels like a hit? Doesn't hurt it. I, I, I was giving you the option of adjusting your your move there if if you wanted to. I gave Theron that same. All right. I mean, I'll Eldritch Blast if I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah, go for it. That seems to work. I don't know why they're mean to cold. I should have just changed that. Um, if we're using my same, we're we using my same to hit, or am I rerolling to hit? This is a big difference. <laughs> One's a crit fail. <laughs> I'm I'm fine to take the crit fail. It was yeah, my second roll to hit. Let's use your yeah. Let's let's use that. All right. So I I'm about to just slaughter this thing with the ray of frost and then am smart a smart boy and so then mm-hmm. I distract myself and I just blunder beyond all belief. I probably fall over to be honest. Okay, you're you're prone now. Yeah, with a crit <laughs> fail. If you're prone, you're actually at advantage against range attacks, so it's not, it's not a bad place to be. Just like, <laughs> oh, not this one. Ah, ah! I just <laughs> slip, fall. Nice. Okay, Theron is up. Why don't I cast Haste on Bazel? Oh, oh shit. I need some licorice root. Watch uh, out for that haste come down. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll fuck you up. cotton. <laughs> Uh, so this is a willing creature, so assuming Bazal wants it. Until the spell ends, target speed is doubled, it gains plus two bonus to AC, it has advantage on deck save throws, it gains an additional action on each of its turns. That action Hello. can be used only to take the attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. Holy oh, shit. That's a really when when the spell ends, the target can't move or take actions until after its next turn, <laughs> as a wave of lethargy sweeps over it. And occasionally extends into the physical realm. <laughs> <laughs> the duration is one minute. Whoa. That's pretty sick. you like bark skinned up and you're hasted now? Goddamn. Yeah. Cool. Uh, if that is your turn... We are back to Flame Skull 2. Let's see. What's that guy going to fucking do? He is not in a great spot right now. He's, he's in a rough spot for sure. He's going to cast Flaming Sphere on himself. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Because he's immune to fire damage. So he just centers a Flaming Sphere around his, his skull body. And uh, Bazell and Quill have to make deck saves to get out of that. 
I have advantage on dex saving throws because of haste. Thank you, sir. Nice. That's yeah. Excellent. 18. Okay, that saves. 18 as well. You both save, so you'll take half damage. It was going to be six, so three fire damage. Three points of damage. <laughs> three whole three points. Three whole points. <laughs> and then he is noticing that most of his damage is coming from uh, Quill. He's going to make a, a he's going to, this is going to be a gambit. He's going to try to hover away from you guys. So if you have not used a reaction this round, which we just restarted, so you're good. You have no way if you want it. I'm for sure going to take one. Okay. So he hovers, he hovers into the air like he's up uh, like 20 feet in the air right now on the side of this. Dirty 20. That'll hit. Oh, fuck. Eight. That misses. So just a quill hits. Womp. All right. I got to start fucking saving my reactions, guys. Nine. Nine damage? Ooh. Yep. That's a solid hit. He is bloodied. You give him a Lefort type one fracture. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are right in my wheelhouse right now. Uh, Pizel, your turn. So there's there's a um, flaming sphere that obscures your sight between you and Quill. So she is going to use her rainbow rapier. Oh, yeah. And cast a color spray at him. Cool. Okay. What does that do? The rainbow rapier. So I roll 6d10. And that's how many hit points I can affect. Okay. Got Let it. Let me make sure I'm like in range of that dude. But yeah, 15 feet. So I, I think I got it. You'll have to climb up a little bit under these rocks. So it's probably like I'll do that. Half of your let's say it's like fifteen feet of movement to get up on there. Okay. Yeah. It gets me out of the flaming circle anyway. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea. Uh and six of these beasts, huh? Twenty-six. Thirty. You affect you affect him. Okay, so he is blinded. Oh wow, okay. Uh and then I'm going to use my bonus action to heal Nip uh, at level two. Uh, Just first level, actually. Oh, I forgot I get the D6 is added with my amulet as well. It's not just the crit to save the slot. Uh, Doesn't work again. Four. Uh, So she heals for 13. Cool, nice. She looks a little more lively. She was probably looking pretty beat up after that first fireball. Yeah, she only has 27 hit points, and she took 21 damage. So, <laughs> okay. Did you take your extra ac- extra action? Uh, oh, I do get an extra action, but I can only do certain things. Um, you can attack, you can disengage. Can I attack? I don't think I have a ranged attack, like physical attack. It's a problem. You could throw something at him. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at this blind <laughs> fucking skull. 
<laughs> Sweet. Right, just a range attack. It'll be a we'll call it a easier dex modifier to hit. Okay. Fucking crit, baby. Show it crit? to me. No, oh. I'm saying oh, okay. I really want to crit on me and just throwing a rock at a skull from fucking the ground. <laughs> 18 plus two. You hit? Fuck it's gonna be, yeah. going to be 1d4 of bludgeoning damage. On a skull? Show me that fucking double damage on this bitch. Uh, three. So six. Do I get to add my dex mod? Uh, or three. 1d4 damage. So three. Yeah. You, <laughs> you clock him. The rock like lodges in one of his eye sockets. <laughs> um, all right, uh, it's Nib's turn now. Oh yeah, uh, I gotta control that one too. Fuck, <laughs> somebody else is doing this next time. This is a lot. <laughs> it's I think she's just gonna run up uh, and throw a fucking rock at him too. Okay. Mm, seven. Okay. She's really inspired by by your, your move earlier, but her rock sail was wide. Uh, oh, cool. attack rolls against it. Monster have uh, advantage because he's blind. Oh wow. Okay. Shit. Nat twenty, baby. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Joe wow. Namath is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two D two D four then. <laughs> God damn, that's great. Four. Okay. Three. Nice. Seven damage. Ooh, seven damage. He looks rough. Never rock. Not too bad. It like it collides in his other eye socket. Now he's just got two rocks in his eye sockets. And he's blind already. Uh, Quill's up. Right. So fi fifteen distance. But it's it's up, right? So it what double double the You you could you could get there with an acrobatics check and a dash, a bonus action dash, I think. Okay. You you just gotta make well, you gotta make a check. Well, okay. I, I can my jump distance is doubled if I use step of the step of the wind. Oh wow, okay. So I think I said he was twenty feet up in the air. Okay. And my and my speed is thirty five feet. Yeah, I'm gonna use my key. Yeah. So am I at advantage or is he is he still blind? He is still blind. So that makes me at advantage or not? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you just oh my jumped. god. So you're doing Wait, like a jump a jump I, attack essentially. Yeah, my, I'm rolling to an attack, and I just got a um, my my second roll was a nat twenty. Okay, so we'll take we'll take your first roll then, which was a. Oh no, you're at you're at advantage. I'm at advantage, so oh, I I got I yeah, rolled a nat twenty. You crit, yeah, you crit. Wow. Yeah. There have been a ton of nat twenties. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> all right. So. Eight. So twelve. Okay, he's dead. <laughs> okay. So you like take this crazy like running, like I don't know how how do you do it? It's like a front flip. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, like a 
massive handspring. Sweet. Into a into like a uh, a summers somersault in the air, and then come down with the this like I I smack the rock, one of the rocks that's wedged in the eye socket, and it just hits oh, nice. it farther in, and it it like oh, it shatters the skull. Blows the skull out. Yep. Totally yeah. blows it out. Nice. All right. Yep. That is that is it for that battle. So a couple of crushed skulls around you, and uh, it seems more peaceful again. Do you guys want to start next session with the you guys arriving at the God's Hand? Is that sure? Yeah, that sounds good. Good time. Good. Um, if you want to do anything with these bodies, they're there too. So you do that. Oh yeah, let's harvest stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you want to try to get from them? Whatever's on them. If that's the case, just roll a nature check for me. See what you can put together. Nature check. Is there a way to know if there's Ooh, anything other than bone meal? <laughs> nature, really. <laughs> that we could get from them. So you so you know that you for sure could get bone meal off of these guys. Um, is there a way to check if there's anything else we can? That's kind of what Baron is. Is doing. that the nature check? Okay. I just had a crappy nature check of seven. Okay. Um, yeah, they're made of bone, so you think bone meal? You could get that if you tried. <clears throat> bone meal. I want some bone meal. All right. Roll that harvest. Let's say you're you're doing uh, FS one. So okay. Just a D twenty to harvest. D20. Eight. You, have, you get two pieces, two uses of bone meal out of this guy. Two bone meal. All right. Anything with the other one? I mean, Nib would do a nature check on him for sure. Okay. That's like right up the druid's alley. Not that Definitely, I'm in yeah. control of Nib anymore, but it's fine. Yeah. Do you have her modifier still? No, I took Andy? it down. I'll say it's a plus three. So she got a 15. Um, you think you could get motes of flame from this guy as well? Nib discovers that. That's that's a possibility. I don't think Bazel is interested in bone meal, but I do think that Bazel would be interested in motes of flame. And okay. so after hearing that, Bazel would, would go for the motes of flame. Sweet. Is that a D20? Just straight yes. up and down? Straight up and down. Oh, a two. Oh, shoot. Okay. That's a failure. Um, this is the one that had his eye sockets caved in. Ooh. <laughs> so maybe there's just not much left on him. Does, uh, do we now know, though, that we can get motes of fame from things? Is that like a, that we discover that at least? You knew, you already knew about that one. Oh, bummer. Okay. Annoyingly, yeah. But this is the source for those. Cool. Cool. Wait, can we check the other guy for modes of flame? Um, he's already been harvested. Okay. For his bone meal. That's just how I'm, that's how I'm doing it. Got to ask the questions. Yeah, you got you to ask. Worst you can get is no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. Super fun, guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Good Appreciate session. Love. Thanks, guys. The buffs for that fight were wild.
They're just yes. Like, yeah. Everybody's just like constantly buffed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 